Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast. I am your host, the iconic Carson Tamar, joined by the even more iconic. iconic. Well, I was going to be nice and say the even more iconic, but now I'll say the passively iconic Lena Falls. Um, and Paul is also. Hey, I, I didn't I say iconic. <laughs> well, I'm not going to call you iconic publicly. That's embarrassing. Um, but we're here <laughs> you today. You call someone iconic. What are you? <laughs> Gay. What's it? Oh God. <laughs> That's what I am. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> shot, I'm coming out, guys. <laughs> Guess what? Story time, not clickbait. <laughs> Happy August. I'm finally brave enough. Um, no, I'm well. Real Dan and <sighs> Phil moment. Sure. Um, boy, this was the worst intro we've ever done, but that's okay because we have a great episode for you, I'm sure. But first, cut all that how out. are you all doing today? <laughs> I Alina, am I think well. you specifically are doing bad. <laughs> Bad, deeply unwell. Uh, as you may notice from our audio, we are once again using Zoom, and it's because I have bad luck. I thought my, you know, as our listeners know, I busted my computer last week by spilling vegan feta cheese brine on it. I got my computer back on Saturday. Today's Monday morning. This morning, I was sitting at my desk watching a movie and drinking my iced coffee, as I do every single day. It was nothing new. And then my cat jumped up on my desk to visit me and he knocked over my iced coffee all onto my keyboard. Now it's not working. I love that for me. Two days after I paid $700 to fix it, it's fun and fresh. I'm going to kill myself, I think, actually. Um, no, what I'm actually going to do is not get it fixed again because how psychotic would it be to pay another $700 to fix this? I'm just going to take it to Apple and be like, hello. Please recycle this. Get this out of my fucking sight. This is a cursed MacBook. I hate you guys. Wait, okay. Please like, give me a new MacBook, thanks. Well, I had a good week. Because, well, not, not a great week, but I did. I was at Target. And sorry, Paul, I'll let you go. But I know neither of you will ask me how I'm doing. So I really want to get this in. You were I've been Target. trying to be better about I'm asking sorry. you how you are. No, sh- I was at Target. Shut up, Paul. And I found that already they're stocking pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> so I got that. I am definitely someone who... Uh, every year on the opening day gets a pumpkin spice latte, but they're selling the beans already. So I bought that. That's my exciting update, guys. It's fresh. Wait, it's fun. It's great. The beans are already pumpkin spice? Yes. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. But okay. I don't know, but I trust Starbucks like that. So that's my the update. The restaurant I work at has pumpkin spice syrup here round. Taking out a pumpkin spice latte in like Ooh, March. I love that. Mm-hmm. I will definitely be visiting when I come. <laughs> Paul, what's your update? Uh, not much, but I do have a third dog um, for the day and actually for the week. Um, my parents are going out of town to a tiki festival in San Diego. Um, and <laughs> and uh, so I have to take care of the dog. Um, which is like, there's one too many schnauzers right now. It's just like, it's, it's too excessive. Um, having two is insane. Having three. Oh, just... Lily is a dog. God, what? That's her name. Lily's a dog. Yes. I forgot that her name was Lily. I thought you had a friend named Lily. I don't think the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lily is a dog. <laughs> I forgot. You never talk about her. Yeah, because she's not my dog. <laughs> I know, but remember when you guys thought you were going to get rid of her because she was really annoying? 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> May get rid of her now. <laughs> they like come back. And I'm like, I don't know where she is. <laughs> being carried around by a coyote somewhere. Or a bear. Yeah, I was totally like, why is a friend visiting you in the middle of the day on Monday? I'm <laughs> I also like that you just don't think I can have friends come anytime. <laughs> no. Well, like you're at work. That's true. <laughs> I'm at work as I do the podcast. <laughs> Listen, I watched so many um, movies related to a project that I'm doing. Um, and I did that at like midnight the other night so I can make up some hours. Um, I don't feel too bad. You can't act like that was work, though, because like that was just like my casual drunk Tuesday. <laughs> OK, except I'm taking notes. Gaga song. That's all. I'm not going to say what it but... Yes, I know. I right. was so surprised about that. And also, then I looked it up and I was like, oh, wow, that was like a very current song at the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of the music choices are like, feel very dated, but also we're like, kind of on the, like, you know, on the, the pulse at the time. I don't time. know if you have a contact to whoever's making this project, but if you don't have that song in there, like, it failed. It will never be in there. Uh, it, uh, nothing what about this. What are we this. talking about? Um... <laughs> <clears throat> nothing anyway, anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's all uh that's that's my that's my life um it's been very boring it's a lot of just work um and trying to get my apartment clean like okay so here's the thing about having your own apartment that I did not like I realized but just is very upsetting to me is that no one else cleaned your apartment <laughs> And like, there's a point where you've cleaned it. And then like two days later, you have to clean it again. And you're like, How? it's the worst thing ever. The worst thing about it is when you live by yourself and then your pets are little assholes. Like Doug, he's a litter box kicker. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about um, fucking pets for a second. My, uh, my dog Bo ate my AirPods, at least the tips of them. And I was like, why? For what reason? <laughs> and he's just like, well, that's fine. Like I was literally going to go feed him and I came back and I was like, where are my AirPods? That's where they were. Nowhere. <laughs> well, At least he didn't swallow them. That's true. Yeah, they were under the couch. And like, I, for some reason, I knew that he had eaten them or at least attacked them. I just like had the feeling. So literally I pressed the thing to where it like beeps your headphones and I like, put him up to my ear, put his stomach up to my ear. And I was like, please don't play in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully ready for that to be the case. Well, speaking of pets, why don't we get started with our new releases this week, starting with DC League of Super Pets. Um, because we're adults. And of course we did. We saw bad guys. We saw we see all these animated films meant for children. Um, By ourselves, which yeah. is the creepiest part. No, I wish we had like a little, like I had a little sister or like a little brother or someone at least to like justify me going. But no, it's just me alone in a cinema filled with children. And I just look like an absolute like crazy person, possibly problematic. It's not a good look. Um, and it sucks because a lot of these don't necessarily turn out great, including DC League of Super Pets. Um, I will quickly start, I guess. It basically tells a story. You know, the Superman story, the Justice League story. Um, it's just like, imagine Superman has a dog, right? His name is Crypto, the super dog. 
I assume he's from a comic. I don't know. I've never read a comic book. Um, you know, kind of funny to like be like, I read comic books. Um, it, it, so he is dealing with Superman, falling in love with Lois Lane, being replaced. It's like the classic or secret life of pets story. But then this evil gerbil hamster thing, not a hamster. I forget. Oh, it's a guinea pig. It's a guinea pig. She gets mad when you call her something that's not a guinea pig. Well, she is ugly. Looks like an alien. (laughs) But she is evil because she worked for Lex Luthor. And then Crypto put her into, like, saved her life, but then put her into, like, a pound. And now she's, like, not being adopted because she's ugly and looks like an alien. Um, so she is gets this super crystal, I think it's green, what a kryptonite, sure. Um, and then takes over the, oh, the, the orange one is the one that gives superpowers. Orange, the sorry. Orange crystal. It's one of green them. takes away Superman's powers. Orange gives powers to pets, but not humans for some reason. Yes, of course. Naturally, <laughs> as as one naturally would assume. Um, exactly. So she, also, also to be clear, the evil guinea pig lost all her hair, and she wasn't technically working for Lex Luthor. She was being animal tested on. She also but she has, has Stockholm syndrome. Yes. <laughs> she also actually does want to fuck Lex Luthor. Um, it's very weird. Um, mm-hmm. but she takes over. She kidnaps the Justice League, and, but accidentally gives all the other dogs and animals in the pound um superpowers. So Crypto has to team up with them. And save the day, save his owner from being killed by a guinea pig, which would also just be like hella embarrassing if that's how you go. Um, the film's not great. I think there is some humor here that works. I literally, unintentionally, I think at the film, uh, snorted laughing when I uh, Ben Schwartz character says like, yes, queen, like snorted laugh out loud. I think some of the plays on the superhero genre are fun the cat is incredibly cute we're at the a missile great... cat yes yes we're in a great year for animated cats between this and the one from Lightyear. um but the film itself is just like you know it's a kid's movie it's really boring you know exactly how it's going to go a lot of the humor doesn't work while some does some don't um the performances are fun you know when you have like kevin hart and Dwayne johnson they're good they're not doing anything necessarily inspired but like they're fun um i don't know it was very passable for me what did you think alina um i agree with you that it was not great but i enjoyed it like i knew what i was getting into and dc league of super pets gave me exactly what i was expecting like I enjoy Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson's chemistry. I think they're funny together. I feel like they riff off each other very well. And like uh, The Rock plays Crypto and then Kevin Hart plays this like other dog in the pound who gets superpowers. He gets like these superpowers that makes him like invincible. He still feels pain, but he's invincible, which is weird. Um, The pets in the shelter are very weird. Like there's a, like a pig and she gets the power to like shrink and like grow um kind of like ant-man um there is a turtle who is like almost blind she can barely see played by natasha leone i really loved that turtle um she gets the power to go super fast obviously because why would we not give super fast running powers to a turtle it's funny um and then also there's a squirrel there who gets these lightning powers I thought the squirrel was hilarious, but also 
why is he in the pound? He's a squirrel. Shouldn't he be enjoying his time in whatever the Metropolis version of Central Park is? He's a squirrel. (laughs) How did he get there? Must be domesticated. And then, you know. (laughs) That's the, it was very odd to me. Um, Yeah, I thought the guinea pigs were funny. Very weird that we've had two extremely evil guinea pigs in animated movies. Because the whole time I was like, did they know that bad guys was coming out when we were like scripting this movie? Why is it guinea pigs? Guinea pigs are very adorable and cute. Like why, why is it that? I guess because like they're animals that are like often used to be like animal tested on. Makes sense. Um, but like, what about an evil mouse or like an evil dribble or an evil hamster? All the things that like the evil guinea pig got mad. Chinchilla. Chinchilla is true. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I had a good time with it. It's like nothing amazing. Kids will really like it. Uh, I also thought the little missile cat was hilarious. That was the best scene of the entire movie. Um, it was like actually scary. They like the music they put over it and like his like little cutesy like high pitched voice like threatening to kill you. I was like, this is this is funny. I liked it. Um, He's doing the Nightmare on Elm Street chants. Like it's it's great. It plays very nice. It's really good. It was it's very good for the adults bringing their children to watch this. Um, Yeah. Oh, I also liked like the evil guinea pig. She um, rescues all these other guinea pigs from like a school, and then she gives them all these superpowers with the orange kryptonite. Um, And like. That was really funny. I liked the like fire guinea pig and then like the water guinea pig that like hung out together and then they kept hurting each other because of their superpowers. That was hilarious. Um, I also thought it was funny how incompetent the Justice League was because like they can get rid of Lex Luthor, General Zod, all the Batman villains, whatever. I don't know who the Justice League fights. And then they have no chance over a fucking guinea pig. It's funny. I It's funny. I thought it was cute. It's not, I don't understand why people are like hating on it so much. I'm like, the movie's giving you exactly what you want. Why are you giving this one star on Letterboxd? Yeah. Enjoy your inner child. Your inner child is going to enjoy this. And even if it doesn't work, like it is trying to play somewhat to adults also. Like number one fans of DC, there's a lot of jokes here for that I didn't necessarily appreciate or get. But like, you know, Superman and the dog watch like Great British Bake Off. He's singing Taylor Swift. Like, even if the jokes don't necessarily land, like it is clearly making an effort to appeal to other demographics rather than just like children. So I don't know. I don't really get the hate, especially when like so many other animated films are so much worse. I don't know. I thought this would be like weirdly enjoyed by everyone because of the DC connection. I thought everyone would just blindly be like, it's actually great, but everyone hates it. Everyone despises it. I know. Oh my God. It's the rock and Kevin Hart for sure. It's like the film people do not like that um, friendship dynamic, dynamic, but normal people love Dwayne and Kevin together. Like all of the promos of them for like promoting DC League of Super Pets have been going like super fucking viral on like TikTok and YouTube, like millions of views. I'm like, we're the assholes. Everyone else likes this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And enough talking about those magical dogs or superpowered dogs. It's magic, right? It's basically magic. 
let's talk about Vengeance, the new film uh, about a podcaster going to Texas to solve a murder, possibly. Alina, I know you're the biggest fan on this podcast of this film, so I will gladly let you take it away with the plot and opening intro. I loved Vengeance. Okay, so as Carson said, it's about a podcaster who winds up in Texas. BJ Novak, it's his feature directorial debut, I believe. He plays the main character also. He's some guy from New York, just like classic city mans. He is a journalist slash writer. Um, and he's also a huge whore. Um, one of the opening scenes is like him and John Mayer um, chatting about all the bitches they hook up with. Um, and how about like, we're not commitment phobic. There's just so many options. So we might as well just fuck all the bitches around, right? Um, so that happens. And then one day, BJ Novak gets a call or like a text saying like, oh, so-and-so died. And he's like, who the fuck is that? Um, and so this one girl that he had like hooked up with a couple times before dies of a drug overdose. And for some reason, her family who live in Texas think that BJ Novak is her boyfriend. Um, and instead of like explaining the misunderstanding, he decides to go to Texas for this girl's funeral that he's like fucked like I don't know probably like three times and like ghosted her um so he rocks up to Texas goes to the funeral then he starts hanging out with her family and her brother like the dead girl's brother is like fully believes that his sister did not die of a drug overdose and it was actually the Mexican cartel slash drug dealers that killed her because they're on like a texas border town of course it would be mexican drug dealers that killed his sister obviously that's a joke for legal reasons that is a joke um yeah and then so bj novak has this idea to have this podcast about like people holding on to like myths and like their beliefs and not like confronting the truth and like this whole thing about like american identity and blah 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 and along the way, more stuff gets uncovered about this girl's death. Also, Ashton Kutcher is there, and he looks very hot in a cowboy hat. This The movie opens up with Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup. I had a great time, but I can also understand why people did not like it. So let's hear it, Carson. So I wanted like this movie. You and my friend uh, who saw this movie before me were both like, it's great. It's fantastic. Um, we got screeners for it, so I didn't have to leave my house to go see the movie. Um, as you mentioned, it opens with Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup, which is a very fun Iconic. song. Iconic. I really was like, here for this film. And then very quickly, I was like, oh, this is not my thing. And I think it's entirely the, the main point is that I have family in Texas. And this film is just so incredibly lazy and out of touch with like just what it's trying like with who it's portraying not because it's wrong yes texas love texans love waterburger they love texas tech they have football rivalries blah 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 but it really feels like if you visit texas for three days and then we're like oh i'm gonna write a movie because i like, get so weird here um and it's not like a pro i'm not like pro texas or anything but it's just like 
clearly lazy and then the film also wants to claim like it is making some deep reflection on like the american soul and the divides between the south or like the republican south and the democratic you know new york and the liberal identity of america and then it like turns almost at the end i swear to god it reminded me of malcolm and marie with how it started to be like oh people have to give an opinion and oh think it's gonna have like think pieces and it just like tries to elevate itself beyond just being like a fun dumb murder mystery that you don't know really if it's a murder mystery or not and it just really like bored me i thought it was like embarrassing at times i think if it's just committed to being fun all the pieces are there i think the characters are overall fun the performances are really fun um, it has that style. I mean, it plays Lana Del Rey. It plays like it has all the pieces there to be this like iconic little film. But instead, it tries to elevate it itself beyond belief. And it's that identity and that like taking itself so seriously at the same time that really just didn't work for me. I thought it was lazy. I thought it was badly put together. Um, really frustrating. Um, I do I think the base like mystery is good though i do like where that goes i like the developments i wish it wasn't so obvious with some of the emotional beats like of course yes to have a falling out with the family but then they're gonna you know it's it's the classic plot literally that was in dc league of super pets also um but yeah i don't know i wanted this just to be like dumber and more iconic than it actually was it really was giving kind of like sam levinson flashbacks <laughs> um yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. I feel like for me, the crime aspect worked a lot better than all of the like um, commentary about America and things like that. But I'm also not an American. So I didn't really like, I didn't like connect to that part of the storyline as much. Like Ashton Kutcher was just sitting there and he's like, oh, all these kids in this town with nothing to do. No wonder they get into all this trouble, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm sure that's true, Ashton Kutcher. I don't know. I've never been to Texas. So, hey, maybe if you're not from Texas, you'll like this movie. And if you're from Texas, you'll hate it. I think that's the conclusion we've made. Which here's the thing. Paul also, <laughs> uh, he's not here right now. He hated this film. He's from Texas. Just saying, just saying the connection is there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway. I liked it. Ashton Kutcher should wear cowboy hats more often. It was very fun for me. Also, the guy who plays the brother, um, I'm forgetting his name right now. I love him. Little, little brother or older brother? Older brother. Okay. I thought he was so fun and very cute. I date him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> were there multiple hot men? Yes. Is that the, one of the best parts about traveling to Texas in real life and visiting families because all the hot men? Yes. Did this movie make me want to buy a cowboy hat? Yes. So, I mean, it worked on that level for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't read the press notes because I didn't have a lot of time and I watched this at work because my computer is still broken. Actually, I broke it again. We'll talk about it earlier. I don't know. Um, so I didn't read the press notes, but I want to know like why BJ Novak like picked Texas he's not from texas he 100 had a girlfriend had a girlfriend's family like i guarantee you he visited texas for a week maybe it was for south by southwest who knows and like they do mention south by in this movie. yes they do mention like uh, south by southwest like austin dallas is in texas like it's very like that which is like okay mm -hmm. i don't know it's fine it's there yeah like bj <laughs> novak isn't even from the south right he's probably where is he from let me check 
very East Coast vibe that vibes that man gives me. I will say, I think he's. Oh yeah, he is from Massachusetts. I I like him in this film overall, but he is very out of place for like this New York millennial. Like the final scene with him on a subway, or one of the final scenes, he looks so out of place. I was like, oh, this is really when you just like cast someone else, buddy. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, this is definitely like his Jim Cummings moment, where um, it's just like are you the best choice for your own movie? No. Um, There's like, you know, overall, I think that a lot of the issues from this movie come with, um, you know, his overall uh, narcissistic, narcissistic aspects. Um, Like he's definitely the savior in his own movie, which is a little weird. Um, The whole ending is based on his own like hero journey which feels so unearned for his character um but yeah no it's just it's a weird choice for him do you want even more Clappercast content? Yes, we have our weekly episodes, but you can get even more on Patreon. For as low as $1 a month, you can get exclusive commentary tracks and bonus reviews, as well as some more fun content. Yes, you can literally watch movies with us. Uh, me and Alina have watched Sonic the Hedgehog. We have watched Murder Mystery. It is a ton of fun. You can literally watch a movie with us. And we also have bonus reviews. You want to hear our thoughts on Fresh. You want to hear our thoughts on Everything Everywhere All at Once. These are reviews that you can only get on Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash clappercastpod. Again, for as low as $1 a month. You can get Clappercast shoutouts. You can even decide what we review. It is a ton of fun over there on Patreon. And if you are not there, honestly, you're kind of missing out. Be over there at patreon.com slash clappercastpod. Okay, and enough of the new releases. We're kicking off, if anyone was on our Twitter, they would have seen. We're starting a new month-long series, guys. Our first, like, official one, I think since WrestleMania, maybe? I don't know. It's been a while. Um, But we're starting a musical series where we're looking at the world of cinematic musicals. And we're starting off week one with jukebox musicals. And let's kick things off with Velvet Goldmine from 1998. This is the Todd Haynes film. Paul, you really hyped this one up in the group chat. So I will let you take it away with this one. I didn't like this movie. Um, But (laughs) I will say I did not look at the cast list. All I knew was that Jonathan Reese Myers was in it. So for the first like 10 minutes... Um, like they just introduced all of the stars and I kept like, they're so young and in so much makeup and that you would look and you're like, wait, was that Christian Bale? Wait, was that Ewan McGregor? (laughs) And it was a great, like first 15 minutes. Um, afterward, it just became almost Citizen Kane. Ultimately, like Literally, when you're watching it, you're just like, this is Citizen Kane. We're just doing that again, where the reporter has more of a prominent role. But in terms of just, like, following someone's life through, like, people who he no longer talks to, it's Citizen Kane. It's like gay, glam Citizen Kane. Um, But yeah, it's fine. Uh, I am surprised that I have not watched this yet. Um, I'm also surprised it doesn't have just a naturally bigger fan base based on the actors that are in it. but it's it's fine. Um, 
you know, I really like Jonathan Reese Myers. Um, I wish he had more of a career. Um, so it was fun to see him again, even though this was before even been at Lake Beckham, which is where I first saw him. I'm also surprised that I hadn't seen this before because I am an enjoyer of rock music, but like glam rock does not really do it for me. So I knew that like this movie was kind of like a fictionalized version of like David Bowie or something like that. That's what this was really giving me. Um, when I was just sitting there watching it, I just thought it was really weird. I was just like, hmm, just, hmm. I didn't know what to think about it. Uh, some of the songs were fun. I really enjoyed watching like Ewan McGregor's character kind of like riff around on stage and like shitty eyeliner. I thought that was fun for me. Anytime Ewan McGregor was on screen, I was like, yes, I'm into this. I did not so, care for like- I cannot believe you didn't mention the fact that he's naked. <laughs> Yeah. I was really ready when you were like shaking and I was like his penis and you're like his eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to objectify him because I respect him and my girl a lot. Well, so there's like this, there was this running joke, which is very funny nowadays, but there was this like running joke where um, they always said that, um, is it Ewan or Ian? I thought it was Ewan. McGregor. Um, Ewan. Yeah, that's it's what I thought. Ewan. Okay. There was like this running joke where Ewan McGregor um, only would do an indie film if he could whip his dick out. And there's like a string of movies where like every single movie just has him naked for like almost no reason. And then like they later interviewed him and was like, yeah, I, I had fun doing it. And it's just very funny to imagine like, you know, all these movies like, yeah, this is a good scene, but what if penis? What if I show my arse on screen? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, if i don't know uh i just like jonathan reese myers guy he's great but like every time he was on screen i was like i don't care can we please go back to you and mcgregor but i really like christian bale and every time christian bale was on screen i was like i don't care can we please go back to you and mcgregor like the two main characters i was like i don't care about you guys at all you're just weird i don't understand this kind of rock music it's not my vibe like, I respect David Bowie and all those, like, glam rock people, but, like, it's not my thing. I, like, harder, like, 70s rock, you know, whatever. Happy for you, Todd Haynes, and your weird fan fiction. Yeah, I mean, both films this week are not my type of music, which definitely hurt. I think this one, the pacing and the structure really is just, like, beyond strange. It Basically, it's the guy, as you mentioned, it's basically Citizen Kane. He's investigating his life and stuff like that. And it just like, it doesn't follow necessarily like linear. Uh, oh God, this is a word apparently I cannot pronounce. Linear. Linear. Thank you. Um, plot. And it just like felt really messy. It really struggled to build like momentum. Um, I think the performances are all really fun. I think the film's overall like fun. I definitely enjoyed it. I think I might be even the most positive here on it. Um, but I don't know. There was something about it where like, I feel like there's something great here. It just needs to be cleaner. It needs to be more focused. It needs to get its point across better than it actually is. I don't know. I felt like something was lacking. Yeah. Um, I totally agree, honestly. Um, I was, I feel like this is one of those movies where like something just went wrong. You know how you just watch a movie and you're like, hmm, what happened during production? Because I think like everything, all of the ingredients are there to be like, you know, a huge movie. Um, 
think it also might just be like Bale's casting. He's just he reads so straight to me that like <laughs> when he's supposed to be like in love with this, uh, you know, all these glam rock people, I was like, you're Batman. You're not. You're not interested in these people. <laughs> <laughs> these are the Joker. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Um, let's go to our other film because it's only downhill from here, guys, for this week. Rock of Ages. Alina, this out of everyone here, this is not a judgmental statement. It feels most like your type of film. Um, so I will let you take it away on this one. It was not my type of film. I don't like musicals. I don't know why I agreed to this musical series. Actually, I know why. So I wanted to do a Bollywood series. And then they were like, no, let's just do all musicals. And I was like, Jesus Christ, fine. If I can get something my way, I will suffer another aspect. Sure. This movie sucks. It's weird. It is very 2010, which I think is when it came out. There's a weird cast. Julianne Huff is like the main character. What ever happened to her? She was like a huge thing in like the early 2010s. And like she just kind of disappeared. I don't know what she's doing. She's in a sex cult. <laughs> really? Yes. Fun for her. <laughs> okay, so like um the only thing I really know about Julianne Huff is the video. Um, and this guy that's like, oh, we need to pull the energy out of her. And he like touches her back and she just orgasms. Carson, play it now. Freedom. And then <laughs> it's like the weirdest sounds. Um, where you're just sitting there and you're like, oh. I guess this is what happened to this actress. And it's so weird that her, like, like she has just disappeared, but like her brother is still around and it just isn't acknowledging. I think he might be part of the sex cult, if I remember correctly, but he's way more famous now, um, which is funny because I just remember him originally being Julianne Huff's brother. Wait, what's her brother's name? Derek. No idea who that is. Um, um, he's on like uh, Dancing with the Stars, I think, or something. Isn't he's that how she became famous also? Yeah, they were like know. on it together, I assume hooking up or something. I'm making oh. up unsubstantiated rumors at this point. <laughs> anyway, she's the main character. There's another guy that she falls in love with who I have no idea who he is. I think that's <laughs> another actor that also amounted to nothing. I'm sorry. The funniest <laughs> part about that is this man is in so many movies that I have not seen. Like he was even in a movie that we almost covered on the podcast. Um the uh, father of the bride, the new one. Um, like he's just he's the he is the uh the son um in Father of the Bride, the the groom and all these other movies, but I'm like, I have yet, I know. I this is the first oh, movie. Apparently I've seen he's in New Order. No idea who he is in New Order. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like okay. never seen him before. Yeah. Okay. Sorry so to this man. It centers around two random people no one cares about. Tom Cruise is also there. Tom Cruise plays this like. Oh my God. He's the main boy in fucking. He's the main boy in New Order. <laughs> is he? Yes. He does not have a memorable face. <laughs> Sorry to that guy. This is so is. funny. I was like, who is he in New Order? Oh, cool. Literally, it lists like Marianne and then. Diego Bonetta as Daniel. <laughs> oh, Diego Bonetta doesn't have a very memorable face. I'm so sorry to this man. 
Okay. So there, there's two boring ass leads. Nobody cares about them. Tom Cruise is also there. He plays this like horny rock star vampire, like this cowboy figure. Um, for some reason in this movie, it's implied that his like rock star character has written the songs Wanted, Dead or Alive. They also acknowledge the existence of Bon Jovi in this movie. So that was very weird to me. Um, anyway, I thought Tom Cruise was kind of hot in this because it was just doing it for me. Uh, so every time Tom Cruise was on screen, I was like, this is funny. This is weird. I like this. Um, there's also Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand are there. They have this like weird little dynamic. And basically the movie is Julianne Huff. She leaves like Oklahoma or Nebraska, somewhere in the Midwest. She goes to Hollywood and she's like, I want to be a singer. And then she gets off the bus, she gets mugged. And then she starts working as a waitress at this place called the Bourbon Room. Um, that's where she meets that other guy, Diego Bonetta. That's where Alex Baldwin and Russell Brand work. And then Tom Cruise's little rock star man is, has like a band. And he's like about to go solo. So his band Arsenal is having like a farewell concert at this like bourbon room place. And like the bourbon room is like running out of money and it's going to close because they're losing all their money. And I was like, who cares? It was so dumb. I didn't like this at all. No, this is beyond boring. I mean, this sucks. This is, I, I again, do not like this type of rock music, to be very clear. So very similar to me making my way through the top 250 documentary list. Like, it's just not working for me musically. Um, and then I think, like, yeah, there, like Tom Cruise has a couple fun moments. I'll give him that. He really, you know, it's not Top Gun Maverick, but it, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. The rest of it is very bad. Um, it just feels claustrophobic. It feels like I'm trapped in this fucking club and I want to be out there with like the Christians promoting its destruction because it's I was literally about to say Oh my god, I, I forgot about that. No, I did not because as a child it was my favorite part of the movie, and now it is my favorite part of the movie. Whenever they cut to like repressed Catherine Zeta Jones, like singing insane songs, um, always doing like choreographed things with other church ladies very into it definitely want just a spinoff of her would have watched it <laughs> like when she's singing we're not gonna take it so funny <laughs> like that's the song that they choose um so originally this was based on a stage play and i don't think there's any movie i've ever seen that feels more this was originally based on like a stage musical um like the fact that act one just clearly ends and then act two is in a different location. Very funny to me. Um, Mary J. Blige only showing up in the back half, and you're like, I wonder what character she was supposed to play in the first act, because that's how movies work. Um, or like, you know, uh, stage adaptations. Um, it's, it's so bad. But I watched this in theaters as a kid, and I fully did not know that. Like, I had even logged it on Letterboxd that I'd watched it, and I like, gave it a two star. But like, I wasn't sure if I'd watch it. I just thought I had. But as soon as this movie started, like I had a rush of emotions because I was like, I've already seen this. and I don't want to watch this again. Let's do it. <laughs> um, my mom liked it when I was a kid, though. So I think that's ultimately who this is for. My mother. Very much a mom movie. 80s mothers who had a rebellious state. It's like my mom 
in the 80s was very cool she had like a motorcycle jacket and a mohawk and she like not a real mohawk but like a faux hawk and she always wore like red lipstick she was like fucking badass now she's a loser so this Wait, is for the so, moms like so your mom is your mom is just the mom from 1985 <laughs> yeah i love that for you my mom was lame always so she would hate this movie my mom's my mom... lame now. She's just like adulting got to her, I think. She had kids and then she was like, oh, now I got to corporate myself up. <laughs> um, my mom was really cool and then found religion and then became one of those people. Ew. See, my mom started as that person, just never grew out of it. That does not surprise me at all. No. I love this little tangent about her mommy issues. Yeah. Wait, Carson, do your <laughs> parents like you? No, no right? My dad stole my entire college fund. No. Yeah. <gasps> so I mean, I would too if I had Carson as a child. No, I agree. I mean, knowing like he's not going anywhere. Better use on something else. Exactly. <laughs> you're not going to need that. <laughs> so you can start one of those OnlyFans. <laughs> um. Well, I'm also gay, and they don't like that. So I'm not. I'm not shocked. But that's why I was asking. <laughs> like, uh, just looking at you and then hearing very religious mom, I was like, yes, tracks. Oh, no, it adds up. <laughs> um, what I think we learned from this week is that jukebox musicals are normally bad. Okay, no, don't say that. Normally. Moulin Rouge is amazing. Mamma Mia is amazing. There were so Mama many Mama Mia ones. doesn't count as a jukebox musical to me. Okay. I don't think it can Valid. be a jukebox musical if it's one thing. That's why I also didn't choose Across the Universe, also because Alina said she hated it. Um, mm -hmm. But um, also, I love that we're doing musicals and really holding back from giving Carson what he wants. No, which... even Jack on Twitter was like, Cats is going to be in this, isn't it? And I was like, no. It's <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's very funny to me. But it's um, valid. My birthday is coming. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> I love that every year you'll just do the same movie yeah. for your birthday. Well, let's be clear, we've not done it on this podcast. No, isn't it interesting? Velvet um, Goldmine was supposed to be that, where it was all David Bowie music, and then David Bowie said no. <laughs> so that oh, is really? very funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I'm making my own movie just like this. Oh, no, we did not talk about the fact that uh, Alina alluded to it. But it is so weird that this movie just like attributes famous songs to the characters of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when oh they're like, the Don't Diego Stop Believing was written by. Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> what? It's literally insane. Also, um, there's one spot in the movie and I was like, I wonder who that was. There's a scene where a music executive like all of a sudden like belts out a line and I was like, wow, he has a great voice. Who is this random music exec? Turns out he was the original guy who played the character. We don't know the actor who was in everything that we've seen apparently. Um, he like got a little cameo, which I always love when they do that because every single time you're like, yeah, that was the best voice in the entire movie. See, like, isn't it weird though that the didn't... guy who voiced the dude in Uncharted in Uncharted starring Mark Wahlberg and Tom Yes, except that scene was way too long. <laughs> isn't it weird that they tried to do that formula to the max with Dervin Hansen when they put Ben Platt in the main role and then that was just bad instead of the cameo. He thought like, oh, it must work. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, I just watched a whole video actually. Speaking of musicals, I watched a whole video about um, the funny girl drama. Mm -hmm. um 
And I was like, can we fit Funny Girl into this? And we can't. And also, I don't want to watch it. Um, so there's like levels to it. But a lot of people were talking about how um, Ben Platt is connected to Dear Evan Hansen in the same way that Leah Michelle is connected to Funny Girl, which I thought was very funny. Just like these people who are just trapped with this character who's like, you know, not them. Um, but they just thought of as the same person. Let's be clear. If we're musical. Is, has Leah Michelle hasn't played like whatever funny girl, no she right? she has in glee she did oh. it pretty much every song i know in glee. on glee i know on glee no I'm i know but she sang like glee every song in glee then she um she did like a um a night of funny girl where she sang every song um like she just really wants us so you know what give it to her yeah. um it's fine and people are like she's an awful person and i'm like she's an awful person but we know everyone like every time someone's like yes I love this person like they're awful they're probably the worst person you've ever met but you just don't know it yet like everyone sucks so very true not us though <laughs> we're not famous yet. that's true the second yeah, you wait till fame goes to our heads yes I mean the second I, mean, I have I consider myself an environmentalist but if I had private jet money Look, I'll be seeing Taylor Swift at Target trying to park my helicopter. Um, let's be clear, for musical theater or August, if you want to go to New York City Broadway to see Funny Girl, I'm in. Because I also want to see Gaten Maserato, Gaten Maserato do Dear Evan Hansen this month on Broadway, because that sounds hilarious. Yes, Paul, it sounds so bad, but I need to see it. So I'm down to a New I York I love show. how Carson is like down to go to New York, but I'm too broke to go to Tiff. Girl, it's expensive to fly that far. <laughs> also, also for movies, I will literally see like the next. Yeah, one. that's that's where I'm like, oh. and that is going to do it for week one of our musical series. We really should have created a name for it. We didn't create a name. Maybe by next week. Um, but next week we are talking about visual albums. Paul, do you know what those are going to be yet? So we can advertise those. If not, I'm cutting this. No, um, we do. Um, I also like how like you guys can. <laughs> put in input but I'm just assigned to choose which I enjoy don't get me wrong it's just always funny to me it's like Paul what are we doing it's like I oh, like I you literally... doing the work and then being like no I'm not watching that no yes. I'm not watching that <laughs> and it's not on me when it's bad but also I do suggest things for every series we do and everyone's like cool okay so we're gonna do this instead I'm like okay <laughs> no it's chill no we're My doing it actually actually you, like, you, okay. you you said to do um the horror ones I took that from you Hey, influencer, so, social media, social media mogul, right here. Uh, Paul, what are we doing next? Okay, week? we are doing Beyonce's Lemonade. Woo! The Beatles help. Ew. And we're doing a three. Oh, shit. oh well, because uh, Lemonade is all of like forty-five or fifty minutes, and K through twelve, uh, which is Melanie Martinez's um, visual album movie. Um, haven't watched it yet. We'll see how it is. Um, I was almost going to put um, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly's movie, but then you I found that it wasn't a visual album. It's just bad. Very upset. Um, but we will be talking about it at some point because I hear it is the worst movie ever made. Um, <laughs> and with that, let's check in on our recommendations for the week. Uh, I'll go first because I'm not going to go too deep into this. Viva Las Vegas, the Elvis film, is amazing expect not to like it loved it 
All I'm going to say, because me and Alina have a full Elvis special coming to our Patreon, where we're reviewing three different Elvis films, so you can get my full thoughts over there. Um, subscribe for as cheap as $1 a month. Patreon.com slash Clappercast, I think. It's in the description. Go through that link. Uh, Paul, what's your recommendation this week? I love how we just didn't invite Paul to our Elvis special. You, know, I, you hated the Bad Lemon movie. You're not invited. We, he also <laughs> wouldn't be there. He's yeah. never been to a Patreon thing, ever. <laughs> That's why you don't have subscribers. All of our listeners just like Paul. Yeah. <laughs> my recommendation for this week is I love my dad. Um, it's a catfishing movie-ish, a dark comedy um but weirdly like um i just really enjoyed it it's got some faults but i think overall um there's a lot of heart to it um and i'm excited to see where he goes forward it is based on a true story which makes me a little worried about moving forward in terms of his writing career like once you've done something that's basically a biopic of yourself like how do you move past that um James Jim Cummings again um any of those <laughs> kind of things um yeah I just uh I really enjoyed it though I think Patton Oswald is fantastic and it's got a really good supporting cast it's funny agreed Alina what's your recommendation this week uh my recommendation uh less the movie more an experience on Friday night I went with my friends to my local indie cinema and they were playing Adam Sandler's The Wedding Singer, but it was like a version called Drunken Cinema. So you like pre-gamed and you show up to the cinema and you like stand your tickets and they hand me these little cards with Adam Sandler and The Wedding Singer on it. And on the back, it says like shit, like drink every time Adam Sandler gets angry, drink every time Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler kiss, drink every time blah, blah, blah. So everybody got all these different cards. Um... And then you sit down and we all got glow sticks and we all got glow sticks from the like Bytown Cinema staff and um, they like introduced the movie and like every time like a character in the film said wedding, which was a lot, you like took a sip of your drink and like waved the glow sticks around and like cheered. It was very fun. If you've ever been to like Rocky Horror Picture Show during Halloween, it was like that vibe, but not like as intense. Um, it was really fun. I love The Wedding Singer. I hadn't watched it in like years. I remember as a kid, I didn't like like it as much because it's more of like one of Adam Sandler's romantic comedy movies rather than like a straight comedy. And when I was like eight, I was a hater. Um, but like growing up now and being 25, I really love the wedding here. It's so sweet. I love Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler together. And getting shit faced and yelling during the movie in a cinema was very fun. So if your cinema does like something like that, go and do it with your friends. It is a lovely, fun ass time. I got so shit faced off White Claws to Adam Sandler. I'm like, that's bliss right there for me. Well, that sounds incredibly fun. I wish my theater did that. Your theater is like so cool. Mine only does Rocky Horror. They used to do The Room, but then that one closed. But I do love stuff like that. So, oh well. Uh, let's close this off by finding where we can find everyone on social media. Alina? I am at Alina Falls on Twitter, Letterboxd, and sometimes Instagram. 
finally not at the apple store a lot these days uh paul <laughs> where are you on social media at price like tag on twitter instagram and letterbox please follow me on letterbox please 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 and you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews. Letterbox just Carson Tamar. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and supporting the show. If you want to write us an email, you can email us at clappercast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at clapperpodcast. You can also connect to us there. If you'd like to financially support the show for as little as $1 a month, you can go to our, our Patreon. Uh, we have commentary tracks, we have exclusive movie reviews, a ton of great stuff you can get over there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.